in February, I think at the Sona uh, here in Cape Town. Let us mobilize ourselves, regroup ourselves and come there with our banners and say, you will not speak until you put South Africans first. And we want to see a time. We want to see. If you say you're going to build a wall against uh, Zimbabwe and South Africa, when is it going to be built? Who's going to, be, who's going to build it? Thank you very much, Patriots. Elmo, the mic is yours. Makosa, I can't add on what you just said. I, we need patriots like you. We need people who are dedicated. We need people who are prepared to put everything on the line to fix this country. You can see wherever you look, everything is collapsing in this country. We used to have one of the best, not one of the best, I'm lying. We used to have the best railway in the entire Africa. Today we have nothing. Just think about this. The ANC government ordered only one machine to print, uh, the, uh, to print the driver's license card. That's criminal. And guess what? When it's broken, you send it back to Germany. We have so many engineering graduates in this country who can fix that machine. All you needed to do was to buy the machine, keep it here in South Africa. The German engineers come in here and teach South African engineers on how to fix. What we should be saying, we should be saying we are waiting for parts from Germany. In fact, we used to have industries that can do the same. They have precision engineering. They can even replace the parts. But today, we will have the minister who's trekking in, in, in Ivory Coast to Jerusalem a song. What does Jerusalem a song does to me? Oh, anyway, let me not hog the mic. Elmo, the floor is yours. Uh, good evening, host, uh, compatriot Mangalani, as well as all our compatriots, uh, our South Africans and other guests on the space. Um, no, 2022, we are in a new year. We are in a new program. As we know that we are still waiting for coalition government to actually uh, deploy and take over the reins from the previous administration, particularly the hugest target of all this illegal immigration that we are fighting for. So, uh, and also the disturbing political climate that we have been, you know, talking about throughout, which developed in December. Uh, we'll remember that Gwena and other compatriots were talking about this issue of ZANU-PF sending office, uh, which we have been probing, probing, probing. Then we had those two Zimbabweans uh, who liked the lamplight, the Simba and this Ratendo, who were hailing insults Insults at us put South Africans first, Kwena in particular, then they had to go for the jugula now, for the jugula vein. Taking our compatriot Honorable Minister, uh, Dr. Aaron Mzwalid. Now, following those engagements, which we know, um, African Renaissance was one of our correspondents who we've had in the space uh, and elaborated the further criminality in the retail sector. Um, 
that illegal immigrants did over a decade ago. A complaint was laid, and as a result, a diplomat who Jason Monella had to now take action against those two Zimbabweans, and were also part of those uh, correspondence. So it has been clear, uh, patriots, that we've been captured by this issue of illegal immigration, particularly Zimbabwe. We may remember a few years ago uh, when there was this travel gate scam scandal among ANC MPs were abusing parliamentary travel allowances and so forth. The Democratic Alliance then raised the flag to so you, you know the ANC government is funding the Mugabe regime. And there were also talks about King Swati then, but the major focus was regarding Zimbabwe because it was shortly after the sanctions were applied. So it doesn't surprise us at all that now we are seeing that video that was posted on me. I think it was Galela who posted that uh, 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 post this week that now we are having Isano PF <laughs> establishing a branch in Limpombo because now Minister Mtualedi has closed that loophole that they've been having among those rural roads in Limpombo where they would be travelers being collected inside South Africa and being sent to the main line on the N1 along the along the 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 the, 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 the traveling route. So it shows us that we have a big struggle ahead of us uh, compatriots. Uh, what the ministers of defense we've been having Abonisi Vuengakula who we know was also Minister of, Af of Home Affairs this is the result of their incompetence. Kada diplomacy of the ANC has shot the country in the in the foot. So there is a lot which I know that we're going to contribute on tonight's space that we need to talk about to say we need to re-strategize, we need to work on the ground, as Umakosa has said. So it's a whole lot of serious issues that we need to stand up for as South Africans, just as we did during the armed struggle. In the 1600s, 1800s, and now uh, during apartheid, this is what we have to now stand up for, for the sovereignty of our country. I'll pause the patriot. Thank you, my host. Thank you. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to some of these discussions at a later stage. Let's just quickly go through uh, the speakers before we settle into the main issue. King M, the mic is yours. Good evening, uh, Mangarani and all the, the listeners. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, Good evening. Yeah. So, yeah, no, we, we are in the battlefield. And uh, I think also the strategy of war. We need to change the strategy of war and start fighting the economical war. And economical war, how they win us, they win, they, they, they destroy our culture, they destroy our spirit. That's why the biggest fight that we need to fight, we don't have leadership. First of all, whoever president we can put in our country will not save us from this. Uh, actually, this is the biggest pandemic that we are having where we have foreigners coming in and out, do as they wish. 
uh, Elmo just touch it and uh, uh, Makosa because I was at school today. A lot of schools, to be honest with you, uh, they are they are full of foreigners. It's foreign parents, and those are the ones that are prioritized because even the people, the administration in the schools are foreigners. So those fights, there's nothing that we can do about it as unless to say we need to lead ourselves. And I support what Makosa was saying, that we need to to say no speaking to the president because you've got no topic to speak about that save us as South Africans. So the economic war that we need to do, as I always say, we need to strategize ourselves in terms of uh, our value chains and start working together and do things uh, collectively so as black people or, or as South Africans. Let's start to empower each other and that method of buy black, let's start to change it. I think that's the only way we'll win this this war that we are having. Uh, I was in Venda in December. There are a lot of Pakistan that are taking over the uh, uh, over the, the the spaces of Venda, and they are buying land for fifteen thousand rand when they are buying hectares and hectares. So those are other wars that we need to to fight. I see the Zimbabweans, but then the Pakistans in our country are other pandemics that we are having. Uh, Makosi is saying they they are raping our kids. They are doing all sort of things. Those those are true. I've seen it in Venda. It's it's happening. So those fights that we need to fight, then we need to change our strategy and stop the supply to the foreign people with food security and also our own resources. We need to do our own food and we need to go back to our organic way or our traditional way of doing things. That's why I say, I always say, I I started with a traditional health practice, which is the health system that I will fight and I'll work on it until everyone change and know that the African health system is, is not an optional it's who we are. It's our identity. It's our it's 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 our first priority. Before, when you feel a headache, you need to know what herbs that I can use to deal with headache before you even think of panado. So it's the same thing that when we think of food, then we need to know who sells spinach around um, around my area, who sell goat meat, who sell uh, the pork meat around my area before you even think of going to spa or to Woolworth. Those are the, the, the war, the economical war, that if we start King. to fight it that King. way, then we we'll win. King, yeah? I, I don't disagree with you, but uh, we, we are losing focus when we start fighting. That, that's, that's what we need to address on the next level. The first level is how do we get rid of these people? That is priority number one. Once we need we to starve them. Once we get rid of them, we can then look at the next solution as to how do we look at the methodology to self-sustain ourselves. But for now, we can't let them continue while we're still thinking as to what are we going to do when we get rid of them. Are you, yeah, you not through, the, through that, Mangarani, I, I hear you very well. And the fight that we say that is our government. It's not. It's something that we need to fight our government to deal with foreigners that are 
hawking in in our country. So those are the fights that we need to fight with our politicians. We need to fight with our government, which we already started those fights and we need to continue. And I think uh, let me give other people a chance not to uh, put a debate. Uh, th thank you, King. Perhaps let me uh, take five minutes and address the big elephant in the room before I allow other speakers. I see we have uh, African Renaissance. That's uh, Madi Wuitu himself, and we would like him to give us some um, some some um, some presentation at some stage today. I see he wants to listen more than talking, but we we feel that we gain a lot by having him. Uh, uh, giving us something. But let's first address the big elephant in the room. What is put South Africa first? We have said it over and over again that put South Africa first, it's an ideology. And it's an ideology I remember clearly a lot of people have said or have been saying, why don't you guys unite and form one big organization? But with that, we have always said that we run the risk of being captured because when you are one big organization with central leadership, it's easy for the government or any other people with nefarious uh, uh, minds to come and capture the top leadership. And once they've captured the leadership, you start losing focus. So bearing that in mind, we have always operate, operated on the mode of we have multiple or many NPC or NPOs that all subscribe to one ideology and that one ideology is to put South Africa first. So we are not going to have one leadership. We are not going to have one king. We are not going to have one person who says it and everybody follows. We are not going to have CIC within the put South Africa first movement. But we always collaborate when there are activities or programs all those NPOs put their differences aside and support each other. Why am I saying this? There was a misunderstanding between uh, Quena and Victoria sometimes, and people wanted to blow it out of proportion and say, yeah, you see, we told you I mean, this will not work. Uh, uh, let's repeat and let's make sure that we are on the same page. Put South Africa first is an ideology, and we have many NPOs or NPCs that subscribe to that. And all of this have their own individual or separate programs that they run those programs. But from time to time, we do have sessions where we strategize as one big group. But in terms of leadership, we have made it clear that we are not going to have one big organization with one leadership. And it's easy as well for the government to target individuals if you have one big group. And it's easy as well for Zimbabweans and Nigerians to come and buy that leadership. We've seen it many over and over again that once you have a structure like that, you have those Nigerians or Zimbabweans with their Morange Diamonds mine, they will come and offer your leadership a lot of money. And once your leadership gets a lot of money, they will start speaking in tongues. So that. I'm sorry to disappoint a lot of people in that. We are never going to have that. And by the way, we are always, as part of, and we accept it, we acknowledge it, and we are always going to have 
differences. But those differences, I'm sure a lot of people are surprised that people differ, but a day or two later, they are on the same page, they are moving ahead. We all understand that what is important is the message. What is important is what we are fighting for. It's not me as an individual. And I've been saying that, and Kwena has been saying that a lot of times, that this has, it is not about cult personality. It's not about having a CIC at the top. This movement is for all South Africans. We are all fighting one common enemy, and that common enemy is illegal immigrant, immigrants. And who is allowing that to happen? It's our government, and we are not going to allow that. We are not going to allow our government to get away with that. As for the people who are always sending me inboxes and DMs saying, no, put a word out or two about Zuma, I'm sorry. I'll repeat and I'll say it again. We are not that. We are not some RET grouping here. We are not a Tumamina grouping here. We are not RET or cult. We are not a cult or Ratanang grouping or EFF grouping. No, we are not that. This is put South Africa first. Our focus is for South Africans and South Africans only. So if you somehow think that you will want this movement to be a Zuma movement or to be a Ramaphosa movement, I'm sorry, you're at the wrong place. Don't even waste my time because what I will do most cases when you send me those DMs, if you are making a sense, I will respond to you if I see that it's somebody who's reasoning, I will respond to that. But if you are not, I'll quickly just delete and move on because we are not that. So don't even try to do that. But by the way, we are the first people who, when somebody's doing good, we will be happy to congratulate that. Just like Errol Mutualid, we congratulate him because we can see the man is working hard. The man seems to be the only uh, 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 voice within the cabinet who is saying, guys, we can't allow this country to go on like... So guess what? We will give him 100% support. The same happened when we vote, when we all went out and said, let's go and vote for people like Patriotic Alliance or Action SA because they believe in what we believe in. And unashamedly, we are going to support such people. But please don't ask us to support others because you are getting tenders or you think you'll get tender. If No, we are not for that. This movement is for the South Africans. And it's important that we are all on the same page on that. And by the way, I've received a lot of messages over the past two days. People saying, and I, I've deleted and told them, please don't bother. People saying, no, no, but you know what? If You, you can see uh, uh, Linda Wissusul is under attack and all. I always say to them, I'm not some idiot. I know Linda Wissusul has been in government for the past 27 years and she has nothing to show. And by the way, the same Lindiwe is the one who actually went and hired Zamini. Zamini was hired by Lindiwe Susulu. Are you telling me we didn't have South African graduates who could be employed in that position? And she was the one saying she doesn't want anyone to talk about Zamini being a foreigner, being from Swaziland. And now you suddenly want me to support such an individual. I'm not even going to go to the fact that her husband is a foreigner. I'm not going to even go into that. I mean, that is another debate altogether that we're going to have. If you have her as a president, you are suddenly going to have 
uh, the first gentleman being some foreigner. I'm not even going to go to that. It goes against everything that we fight for as put South Africa first. So don't even waste your time and ask us to have a word or two or have sympathy because we have none and we are happy to keep it that way. The point that we want to talk about, and it's important, we want to talk about the Zimbabweans who are, Elmo captured it so well, the Zimbabweans who are suddenly feeling that, you know what, because they've given some diamonds or some gold to some politician, they can suddenly rule this world. And by the way, for those who are thinking that's far-fetched, no. Some of us are old enough to remember when this Bangladesh, the Pakistanis and the Somalians and the Ethiopians first came in, they were selling these, hand, these towels, walking around, observing how things are working. And before you know it, guess what? They took over they, the entire economy. So the Zimbabweans are also identifying the space. They are realizing that, you know what, it looks like we can actually move into every town and open a branch, a ZANU-PF branch. After opening a ZANU-PF branch, we will then move to each village. And guess what? We have branches in village. And the ANC guys, you know what? They are all after money. We give them money. Before you know it, we have a ZANU-PF president here in South Africa. I know some think, well, that's far-fetched. But you know what? We have seen how the ANC government allows this foreign foreign uh, actors to come in and take over. I was in one of the space, I think it was a day or two ago. Mm-hmm. I was one on, some Kenyan guy was saying, uh, I, I knew he really got a lot of people worked up. He was saying, no, South African men are weak. And, and some guys tried to defend that and say, no, no, we are not weak. I actually went back home and thought about it long and hard. I actually realized that Maybe he has a point. South African men are weak. And it's about time, as I'm a man as well, it's about time that we raise our hands and, and accept that we are weak. I'll even give an example. If you look at we are the last, co- last country to get independence in Africa, that can't be a coincidence that we were the last one. And in case you're thinking, no, maybe this, by the way, the entire Put South Africa First movement is dominated by women. Women, if you talk about put South Africa first, you are most likely to be accepted by women than men. If you see our matches, who attends more? It's women. So it may be. And in our leadership, you check in our leadership on all these NPOs that we're talking about that subscribe to put South Africa first. They are dominated by women. When we have our spaces, guess what? Guess who want to take the mic and speak? And it's women. So maybe it's true that South African men are generally weak and we just don't want to accept that fact. Where else in the world have you ever seen people... um, Can you imagine South Africans going to Angola or going to Nigeria and dominate Nigeria? I can't see that happening. The Nigerian men won't allow that. Can you see South African men going to Kenya and take over Kenya? No ways. The Kenyan men won't allow that. But here we have a lot of men who are accepting that, and they don't see anything wrong with it. You know, uh, uh, Madi Witu said something that it really touched me a couple of weeks ago. He said, guys, have you ever thought about this? These guys come in here without women, without nothing. And guess what? If you go to every spaza shop, you won't see a woman. 
You'll see the Somali and the Bangladesh, they only bring men. What happened to women? Don't they? I mean, come on, let's just use common sense or logic. Something must tell us as men, South African men, that something is wrong. Then you have Malula who goes to, um, to, to Ivory Coast and he's, they are laughing at him as a minister of transport, trekking to Jerusalem and he's excited. Meanwhile, the Zimbabweans and other foreigners in this country are destroying the railway system. And you are happy about that? And guess what? The, every time we talk about this, South African men will be the first one to tell you, no, 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 you know, you, you, know, you mustn't talk about it. You mustn't say things like this. So I'm thinking, why don't we have South African women saying that? So it's about time that we acknowledge that South African women are stronger than South African men. We are ultimate. I mean, really, let's, let's, as men, every man who's listening to me, just make peace with it and just go and look. Why do you think the rape culture is high in this, in this country? Because we don't want to accept that our women, they beat us in, te- in, in intelligence, the reasoning. They are more emotionally, they are more mature than men. Because now, look, every if you go to every industry in this country, you'll find it's dominated by foreign men. You go to academic, it's dominated by foreign men. You ask yourself, these guys, the ANC in NEC, what do they talk about? Don't they talk about things like this? And now, mark my words, it's 2022, unless we fight, we to reverse this. This country will be governed by a ZANU-PF member. Very soon, you will have those branches collaborating with ANC branches. Mark my words, you will see that happening. And then we'll start asking ourselves, why, why, how did that happen? And guess what? We'll do nothing. We don't have the Shaka Zulu of the old. Man, these days, we don't have that. Shaka Zulu died many, many years ago, and we don't have a replacement for that. Now you have men, all of them, standing up and defending foreigners. For what? You ca- I can't really make sense of it. But okay, enough. Let me give others a space. I've said a mouthful. If I'm missing something, someone will will will, will remind me about that. Right at the end, just remind me. There's an announcement about um, the uh, invitation that we got from one of the political parties that we will be attending. And like we always say, we are open. We will explain it to everybody who is on in the space that we are attending that. And as for other put South Africa first, especially that of Nota Baloyi, anybody who know who knows Nota will know that I mean it's just a joke. You can't take that serious. He's singing about men, black men in Sadek and black men in Africa. Yeah, of course. Nigerians men and Nigerian men and Zimbabweans men have taken over this country. And he's still singing about that. Sorry about that, guys. Let me give a mic to somebody who wants to take it. Uh, it's actually me it's actually me can i can i go first before anyone oh, else oh, oh, okay thanks thank, thank you very much sir yeah I, you actually missed something yeah as much as I, I i really agree with you know everything you just said you know of course but uh there is something also that we need to address as well that as much as yes you know the men have allowed all these things to happen as you said it's also like women who they've used to infiltrate you know, to get into this country and kind of make a point to stay, to say, we have kids here, you know, because here in Gauteng, where I reside, I tried making a case to say, hey, guys, we are seeing now there's this thing of 
kids being born here by one foreign national uh, parent and another South African, you know. And then you hear things such as, yeah, you know, they have a case to stay. Now they have kids. We, we, we can't allow that to happen. Now, if, 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 if you tell me, ne, Mangalani and everyone, do you see South African men making babies with uh, women from outside South Africa? Let's be honest with that. That's something we need to address. Because these guys, they know, they came with a strategy to say, we are going to infiltrate South Africa using the women, making babies with them. Marriage of, or, or marriage of convenience. Once they get married, all of a sudden, this guy calls his family all the way from Nigeria. He has a wife, he has kids, they come here because he has citizenship hey. now. You Bongs. understand? So also, Bongs. it's something we need to address. Bongs. Because, Bongs. yes, yes. You know what? We are not angry enough. I'm telling you now, we are not angry enough. And if we are angry enough, every South, Af every South African man, I, you know, I get, I get very emotional when I see women fighting our battle in the street and I ask, where's men? You are at home wearing skirts. You are at home. I don't know what you're doing because we're supposed to be out there fighting this, saying this is our country. And you know, you're sitting and you're thinking, oh no, things will happen. Come on, guys. That Kenyan guy had a point. South African men are weak. The Nigerians, they, I mean, the Zimbabweans, the Malawians, they're running up the Bangladesh, the Somalians, they're running amok in our country. And you think that's normal? Come on. I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest, guys. Yeah, no, that's true. I, 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 I agree. I agree. So, yeah, just to sum up what I was saying before we give uh, Madi Boy the, uh, the, the speaker, uh, the, 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 the platform, rather. This 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 quarter camp, ne? Uh, because I travel with a taxi, so there's this quarter camp that I pass. It's a they use it as a changing spot, you know, uh, for us commuters. You know, when you change from one taxi to the other, and then there we were waiting for the taxi that we had to, you know, take before we went uh, home. And then I asked these guys who are, are, are part of this quarter camp, can you tell me are they South Africans? And someone said, I can guarantee you, we can go in there. 95% of these guys are not South Africans. And one was on the line. He was a Zimbabwean guy. And he said, but then these guys have families here. What do you expect them to do? They have kids. And I was like, is that our fault? Then they was like, no, but they won't leave. They have South African kids now. And I was like, what on earth is that? So does that warrant them the right to stay here? That is a big challenge we are facing. I'm telling you, it's going to be a big challenge to get rid of these guys who have, who have now infiltrated their way by, you know, making babies here. Because I can guarantee you guys, this one is going to be a major hurdle. We'll jump that hurdle when we get there. But we, want, we just want to reiterate also, you know, and make a, a, a call to South African women to say, guys, please don't, don't, don't get into this marriage of convenience. These guys are using you. They have a mission. It's not love. I'm, I'm honest. It's not love. They are using you to get the end goal somewhere. Thank you very much, guys. Mr. Mr. Boiti, the, the floor is yours. Sir. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, compliment for the new season uh, to everyone. Uh, I hope I'm quite audible, Mangalani. You you are leadership. You are loud and clear, loud and clear. Okay. Great stuff. Uh, you know, before I get to my points, uh, Mangalani raised something 
that I'm quite passionate about that South African men are weak. Uh, I, I want to agree with this sentiment because you cannot have a country where you've got grown men uh, who, whose wives, mothers, sisters, cousins, and children disappear daily through uh, kidnappings and there is no uproar whatsoever. You cannot have men who, whose involvement in this uh, societal ill of women going missing, it is just to retweet a missing person. I think, I think it's an indictment on us as South African men, and we need to look in the mirror and take a blame of what is happening in society today. And we can talk about how women have become vulnerable to uh, things, to these to this scoundrels that are targeting them for marriage of convenience. But again, even there, we need to take responsibility for that. Why do I say that? If, if, we had, if, 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 if maybe a woman was owning a spaza in Alexander and all of a sudden uh, Somalis, Pakistanis take over the spazas and close her down, how do you think she's going to survive? The next logical thing is that she's going to become vulnerable to a Nigerian who would promise her uh, heaven and earth and because she needs to survive, she's going to go into a marriage of convenience. But when you look at it, you want to blame her. But where were the men when her spaza was closed down? So South African men, it's about time we men up and not only debate silly issues on Twitter and become of meme obsessed generation. We are not fighting for any cause. All we know is to drink Monday to Friday and talk about uh, uh, the groove. But I think it's about time that we, we develop a sense of responsibility uh, towards our country and, and men up and be counted as men. But let me get into my points here. ZANU uh, and this, I need to say it straight, ZANU-PF cannot be allowed to open branches in South Africa freely. This is a big, big no. Why do I say that? It will be a betrayal to Zimbabwe as a country. It will be betrayal for the people that have remained in Zimbabwe to fight for a change in terms of socioeconomic conditions in Zimbabwe. If we allow people who are perpetrators of human rights in Zimbabwe to come and open in South Africa. ZANU-PF, there should never be any association whatsoever with us as South Africans towards ZANU-PF. So them opening, the reason we are having a crisis in South Africa is because most Zimbabweans ran away from their country and they were not just running away from the land, they were running away uh, from the political elite in Zimbabwe. And now they're here in South Africa, setting up in South Africa, and they are up to no good. This one, it has to be communicated in no uncertain terms. ZANU-PF cannot open branches in South Africa 
and that does not need us to be politically correct in any way. They are responsible for the mess that we see in Zimbabwe, and that mess we are beginning to see, that mess obviously spilling over into other certain countries. ZANU-PF must take responsibility, and we must not host them. Now, another thing that I need to raise, I've got just five points, I'm not going to be low. When you fight a battle in military, or maybe if Russia was to come and fight against South Africa, they are not going to just drop bombs all over. The first thing that they may do, uh, I'm not saying they have done it, they might bomb the parliament. Uh, the second thing that they will do, they might bomb uh, union buildings. The second thing that they may do is to take over SABC and, be, and own communications for the country. Uh, and what do, why do they do that? It's because when you fight battles, you must have what we call must-win battles. So if you are going to win this battle, you need not to be all over the place. You need to identify what is the battle that we must fight in 2022. And that battle, by the time we come to the end of 2022, it must have been won. And when we move in 2023, then we must have a must-win battle for 2023. Or maybe you might say, for 2022, we have five, it must always be five, not more than five, five must-win battles. For the first quarter, this battle that we're going to fight, the second quarter, the fourth quarter, and some of the battles obviously will overlap it depending on, on the dynamics that may be at play. So don't try to be everything to everyone. You're going to lose the momentum you're going to lose the focus. Have the must-win battle. The first thing is that uh, you need to, to stand up and say, look, we say put South Africa first. The reason we say that is because we want jobs that can be done by South Africans to be in those positions South Africans must be employed. We want to address the issue of undocumented uh, uh, illegal foreigners. Then you, we want to reclaim the township economy. Now those are become they become your must-win battle. So you are not all over the place because when you are all over the place, it's easy for you guys to be infiltrated. It's easy for you to be derailed. But when you've got five must-win battle, you are even to you are even able to identify how passionate people are. And the moment I become bored, you will begin to assess that I'm not as passionate as I used to because you've got five must-win battle. The second thing, great stuff you are having, uh, you are having spaces, you are having matches, but as you move into 2022, my advice is that you need to build administrative capacity. What do I mean by that? You must have the capacity to be able to invite Aaron Mutsualedi around the table. The man has decided to take sides with you, so it must not be your interaction with him should not be through the media, should not be through social media. Invite him around the table and say, Minister, we see that you have taken this battle. How, how best can we help you? We are patriots. We want to help you. Invite him around the, uh, the table so that he knows that I've got a mandate and I've got people that can invite me to their forums and later can come on spaces and say, 
and debrief and say, well, look, we met with Aaron Motswaledi. This is what is happening in the home affairs and put pressure on him. If he has done a forensic report uh, since 2004, you need to know what are the timelines. It has been submitted, it has been given to you, the minister. When will it be released to the public? Put pressure and have deliverables for him and come and appraise people on spaces so that when you come on space, how you give feedback, there should be meat in your feedback and that is going to inspire confidence of the people that you are trying to rally around this uh, noble cause. And uh, again, uh, ministers like Stella Ndavini Abrams, she needs to be found. So you, you sit around the table and say, Minister, uh, you, you, are, you, are, you are missing in action. We, we have issues in small businesses space and we don't see you. Uh, why, why don't we see a synergy between the Minister of Home Affairs and the Minister of Small Businesses and as well as the Minister of the Police. You guys, these people who have elected to them, let's hold them accountable. Let's write letters to them to invite them to the appointments. If they don't pitch, we put it in the media and we put pressure on them and project them to the public as people that are not saving the public. So you've got to build a administrative capacity in order to create a synergy among the, the, the ministries. Another thing, we need to decentralize power. The moment, uh, Mangalani mentioned something, the moment you've got five people leading, leading uh, Put South Africa first, in, but guys, money changes hands on daily basis. People sacrifice principles for financial expediency. Uh, and uh, how you, you guard against that, Power has got to be decentralized. What I, what I deem or what I, in my space, how I view Put South Africa first, I don't view it as an organization where I need to be obsessed as to who are the leaders. As a matter of fact, for you want to be a leader, you don't need to lead people. In your space, wherever you are, you are a patriot. You need to put South Africa first. You need to make sure there is adherence to the law. You need to make sure that there is pride in the flag. You need to make sure that you report criminality. You need to make sure that you are not venal. You cannot be bright. That's, that's what I call self-leadership. So patriots must demonstrate self-leadership. You don't need to, to be led. You have, you have become part of this movement because you are passionate about this country. You want this country to be standing uh, come 50 years down the line that line you want posterity to be proud of you and say we had men and women in the past that protected the country and we don't need to rely on leadership and if anyone would want to make money through this movement you've got to warn them that those days are over you can this movement cannot be bought we have multiplied in every space we are bringing a necessary, a necessary change, and we need not to be apologies. So what I'm saying, patriotism cannot be registered. The national flag cannot be a private property. This movement cannot be a private property. This movement is for South Africans, by South Africans, and for South Africans. So no one is going to, to buy you guys. 
And if you get bought, you will be booted out because the value system that you guys subscribe to will automatically kick somebody out. Another thing, another point is that we need to restore the national pride. Mangalani spoke about it. Uh, national pride boils down to if we've got a spaza that is selling counterfeit uh, uh, goods or products, such as sanitary towels, you as patriots, are you waiting to be invited on the space and contribute, or are you there on the ground in your communities and having difficult conversations with these people? Have you identified how many spazas are in my area? And these spazas that are in my area, are they operating? Are they operating ethically? Have I gone there to look at the samples of the products that they keep? And have I held the owners accountable and as well as the landlord? Or you are waiting for us to have a space so that you can become a talk show and you display your ability to speak English. This is not a time for English. This is a time for action. You need to be on the ground. Take accountability. How many South African-owned spazas have you identified? Have you spoken to them in terms of what you need? How can we support you? Have you rallied around your community to support those spazas? Because it, unless this translates into action, it becomes a talk shop and we're not going to go anywhere. And that's why I speak about restoring the national pride. Now, we need to exert pressure on the media. We need to put the media under pressure. The media is a, is a vehicle. It's the most powerful vehicle. You cannot fight the battle unless you, you really make use of the media. And I'm going to advise you how you do that. You need to, to zoom in on journalists who, and I want to put it for what it is. The moment I say we cannot allow to have people that are not traceable in the country who are undocumented. And the journalist comes and say, you're xenophobic. You must be able to articulate to that journalist and say, sir or madam, are you promoting criminality? Because being in a country illegally, that illegal status, through that, you cannot ever achieve anything that is legal. So are you simply telling me, telling us that you're using your media platform to justify criminality? Being undocumented in a country is criminality. That one I need to repeat is not xenophobia. I remember there was a time where I wanted to get to the UK. My visa was declined. I didn't scream racism. I simply understood that at that point in time, maybe my visit, according to the immigration officials of the UK, felt that I should not come to the UK. As much as I was aggrieved, but I'd never turned it into something else. So as a matter of fact, why should it be a case whenever South Africa says, for you to enter our borders, you must be documented? I've been to Zimbabwe, I've been to Botswana, to Swaziland, to Lesotho, I've got my passport, I need to make sure it gets stamped. I mean, that is in any sane society, that is the minimum expectation. And I'm begging to understand why would you have journalists who are putting the Minister of Home Affairs under pressure when he wants to restore the rule of law. These same journalists would never, they have never 
gone to Zimbabwe and say, we need an audience with uh, with Edim Nangawa to understand what makes people to run away from your country as a president. They only apportion the blame to South Africans. And we say the blame has been apportioned to South Africans for far too long. It's about time that other African countries must take accountability. And journalists who are promoting this illegality, they need to be named, they need to, to be engaged, uh, and they need to be put under pressure. And we need to look at their social structure. We need to look at the media houses that have employed them. We need to look at the ownership of those media houses. So this thing, this battle is going to need us to have area of special, specialization. Somebody must specialize on the media to analyze the trends in the media in relation to this topic, put South Africa first. And anything that is unto us, you identify who's this person. This journalist, the reason maybe this journalist is defending this illegality, is, is she involved with other people that are illegal? Those are the questions that we must ask. And when we speak about restoring national pride, our boys are on Yaobe. You drive into the township, townships around the country. It's heartbreaking to see that young men, their lives have been written off. I have not had most of the politicians becoming vocal about this. And it tells me that somewhat, some of them may be benefiting from this drug trafficking. Human trafficking is rife in South Africa. I don't see. I, imagine Cyril, if he was to be able to come once a week in what we used to call family meetings and say, for this month, I'm here to report to the statistics to say how many kids have gone missing, how many women have gone missing, and how many have been recovered, and where are we with the solution? Because to me, I think the pandemic of women and children going missing and the pandemic of rape far outweighs what we deemed to be the COVID-19 pandemic. It needs the same commitment, the same commitment in terms of updating the nation. But the problem is that I don't think in the union building we've got a president, we just have a man in the suit who's got no backbone because if he had a backbone uh, in Malawi where he went, he could have easily engaged African presidents and say, listen, guys, we have tried to, to help as best as we can, but you are not coming to the part. Your people are coming to our country in numbers, and most of them are undocumented. What are we going to do about this situation? Put it on the agenda. Put it to those men and women who deem themselves to be president and say, you are not leading. You are not fit for purpose. That is why I'm so much under pressure from my own people, because the cake can only be shed up to a point. But for me, I say all the best in 2022. Make sure that you, you do all those things. But I can see the narrative in the media has changed. We've put some of the journalists under pressure and will continue. If you see any journalists, flag them to us. We'll be able to look at the interview and dissect the interview and show. Uh, I mean, I've been on the case of this uh, other news Africa journalist who was trying to uh, make uh, Iron Mutualid look like a fool, uh, and I was on 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 her case. And from that time, I see journalists like Sakina Kawendo. They are they are they are reporting fairly on the concerns of South Africans. So 
the struggle continues. We need to not to lose the momentum. We are not hating. We don't promote violence. We are peace-loving people. We can associate our flag with the shedding of the blood. We cannot associate our flag with violence. All we are simply saying, we've got the loss of the land and we need 100% adherence to our laws, irrespective of who you are and where you come from. And if the law says you need to, to make sure that South Africans get preferential treatment on certain jobs, by so means you do that. I'm glad that even EFF is coming on board. One by one, they are coming on board. But don't be gullible. Immigration has become a ballot paper issue. Uh, issue. Some of them, the reason they are making a 10 is not genuine is because their eye is on 2024, the national elections, because they know that this is a big ticket. So what is happening is not about what they say they are going to do. It's about what we see them doing on the ground. There is a difference between when you say, I'm going to do something, and when you say, I'm busy doing this, look what I'm doing. So most of the politicians, they want to gaslight you. They want to soften you because 2024 is around the corner. And the number one issue is immigration control. So don't fall for it. Uh, be on the ground and be patriots. Patriotism is back in fashion. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Uh, Mariboiti. I just wanted to say something about the EFF that you just mentioned now. In fact, the EFF is using this as a gimmick to attract numbers because they know that they didn't do well in the local elections. So parties such as the EFF, we've already seen their true colors. Julius Malima won't stand for Put South Africa First. Julius Malima is uh, pushing for the narrative that we must have South Africans employed on quotas a 60-40%. What, what kind of nonsense is that? Cyril Ramaphosa, when he was campaigning for the 2019 election, we have a video that has been circulating prior the local elections last year where he was saying that uh, uh, I I I illegal immigrants will be uh, cracked down. Did he ever do that ever since he came into power in 2019? Nothing. So we know the, the, the parties who stand by uh, our word as uh, put South Africa first and uh, who don't condone illegal immigration. So our EFF born Ashem, we are done now. Same as NC. Thank you. Mangalani. Back to you, uh, Mangalani. Uh, and then on my side, I'm done. Thank you, Mangalani. Thank you, Bongs. Thank you, Elmo. Thank you to all of the speakers and listeners. Uh, my compatriots, I'm speaking all the way from China. Um, I, I just want to tell you that I love my country. Uh, I've been away from South Africa for five years. I love my country so much. And uh, I, 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 I support your cause and I'm fully behind it. As much as a Pan-African as I am, um, and I'm, I'm going to get back to that at the end of my statement. I want us to become a strong nation. And, and firstly, we need to get rid of illegal people roaming around in our country like it's, 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 a, it, it's, a, it's a bazaar. It's not. Um, our parents, 
our our grandparents, you know, people have gone, they, they fought very hard for the country and, and the rights and, and, and the beautiful place that we have today uh, to be to 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 be destroyed, you know, and and, and uh, really. OK, uh, first, I want to speak about my experience. Uh, two years ago, I went to Cape Town. Uh, my cousin and I, we went into this uh, very decent um, restaurant owned by Nigerians. Okay, we were a little drunk, but they told us, no colors allowed here. Imagine Nigerians telling colored people who built Cape Town, you're not allowed there. And yeah, we called the police and that was sorted out. Second instance, um, we uh, we come from uh, a small town in the Western Cape. So uh, we have, we, we've been living there for, my family been living there for 70 years. 70 years we've been living there. We had that house. Uh, and then my, my aunt decided to open a shop. As like two weeks into, into her opening the shop, there were three Nigerians sitting there, basically intimidating her because uh, uh, she's now opening the shop and she's taking away from it. Imagine, imagine, imagine this nonsense. The third, the third time was, um, the third experience was when I was still a university student, you know, uh, walking from MTN rank to Brie. You know how many times I got stopped uh, for drugs? I mean, I'm a student at this, at that time, uh, uh, being offered drugs by foreigners. Um, yeah, guys. So um, I'm really behind you so much. And I mean, for even for me to come to this country like China, I needed to do a criminal uh, background check, a health check, uh, uh, um, everything, you know, to... to just to enter here. And even while I am here as a foreigner, I need to register at a, the closest police station to say I'm, I'll be here for a couple of days. Or if the hotel that I'm staying at, they and they have the capability to, to send the fact that I'm here to immigration to say I'm living here, this is where I'm staying. Even for me to take a, a Chinese girl and marry her, I will not get automatic stay in this country. It will take about 15 years to, to get a, a, a citizenship here. And that's even if, if we just got married now. I've need, I needed to be here for 15 years, needed to be paying tax for 15 years for me to get citizen, citizenship here in China. And these laws in China was even before they were a, a, a rich country that they are today. Um, so... Um, yeah, just uh, just example from from what I experienced outside of living in South Africa, and um, really uh, I support. If I was there, I would have been on the picket line there um, at the at the at the State of a Nation address. Guys, we need to get there. If you can take off leave, just get there. We need to uh, uh, put our people first. Our communities are suffering. I mean, it would have been a different story if we were a first world country where every, everybody was kind of okay and there's a lot of immigrants coming in. Yes, but no, we, 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 we don't have that. I mean, they're taking away the jobs that, that our people could do, you know, um, and they're destroying us. They, 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 I mean, there's nothing I could say that my grandpa used to have a spaza shop in the community. Um, and he, he, he would be there. I mean, get involved in the, in the, in the community watch, in the safety watch, help with, with, you know, things. I don't think these people are doing anything else but just taking our money and, 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 and 
and really uh try to say the word fucking shit up um yes uh that's all i wanted to say i'm really in- emotional and it's a bit late here right now but um thank you so much guys um thank you thank you very much for what you are doing um i i don't want to come back to south africa and we'll be in the same state that it is uh, today and i really love my country and i want us to prosper as a people and and like i said i'm a pan african but until we get to that stage uh, stage where um where we have a common uh, constitution where everybody abides by the same laws and 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 we agree that the days in africa that we all work and mutually benefit from each other then of course yes then we 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 can travel and and without no uh, visa and things but for now as soon as we as as long as we have these borders and 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 this constitution this country that we trying the little that we have and and, and they want to destroy it because uh uh um um they don't want to face uh, up to issues in their country or they cannot um <clears throat> i don't i don't mean to sound bad but i mean we cannot give when there's nothing to give not much to give and it's not to say that you cannot come to south africa you can just have your uh, have the papers yes okay guys thank you thank you very much uh, just before uh, far out poshia goes through um on, on next on the podium Danilo, I just want to say, man, uh, the the incident, you know, that you had, I can 100% believe you. The incident that you said you had in Cape Town, where they say you are colored and all of that. Uh, actually, we almost got into a, a, a scuffle with a Nigerian guy there by uh, Parklands when he was harassing colored girls, saying that you should live with Europeans when they leave. This is African soil. You don't belong here. We were really pissed. We were angry. We got in the scuffle and the security, you know, came through and all of this. So these people on top of that, they are disrespectful more than anything. You know, they came here and they, they, they don't even act as visitors. Like when you are a visitor in someone's house, you humble yourself. But no, these people have arrogance to say we belong here and we are here to stay. So guys, that really drives a fire inside me to say, I'll never leave this movement till I see these guys gone. Thank you very much. Uh, Ms. Portia, you can go through, ma'am. Yes. Hello, Patriots. Um, I know it's a bit late to say compliments of the new year, but hey, happy new year. Anyway, um, I've been laughing the whole time. Danilo is speaking. There's nothing like when a colored starts spitting facts. <laughs> anyway, um, to get back to the topic, uh, state capture. I read a summary earlier on Twitter. They say the Guptas, ne? are the Lionel Messi's and the Ronaldo's of state captures, but there are a lot of entities involved in state captures. And it brought me to this thing, yeah, what we infiltrated and caught Zimbabweans doing in South Africa. They are also part and parcel of state capture, if we can put it like that. And also the fact that um, they are interacting with our officials and everything instead of um, talking to uh, Nangwanga, um, talking to Cyril Ramaphosa. It's nonsense. It has to end. Communication has to be from government to government. Also, it also brought me back to the issue of Rwanda, the Hutus and the Tutsis, to a point whereby after that insurgents or um, civil unrest and everything, uh, Paul Kagame 
told all the foreigners to go. He doesn't even want to see pastas or anything. Rwanda is rebuilding itself and they're putting their citizens first, okay? And, you know, I've been so convicted since this movement. Okay, I've always done my hair most of the time. But most of our salons, it's also foreign nationals to a point whereby our South African salons are in town now. We have to go all the way in town. And um, beginning of the year, I was struggling to find those um, open South African salons to a point whereby I ended up having to relax and gel up my hair. But that's fine. That's money not spent elsewhere. And I've also been convicted, guys. We need to start choosing South African shops actively. That is what I've been doing. They are there. Read up about some of them. Some of them are not the famous franchises. But be alert. And I think another modus operandi a a host uses to beat a parasite is to starve the parasite. So that is what we need to do because this thing has a parasitic element, guys. We we, we are not going to die. And I was listening to a news insert this morning that says, South Africa is not far from a brink of economic collapse. And the fact that the lady who spoke in this space said, in the 1970s, Nigerians kicked out Ghanaians for the very, very same thing, to save their economy. But the very same people want to tell us that we are Afrophobic and xenophobic. It gives me um, a kind of sense that Africans don't love us as South Africans. They love what we have to offer because every little thing that we do, they have these negative um, things to say. And then um, also on Julius Malema and this 6040 thing of his, um, I urge patriots not to fall for that scoundrel's lies. Um I'm glad that he read the room in KwaZulu Natal to understand that uh, Zulus understand identity. Uh, I think we've lost Farouk now, uh, Portia. I see her um, status is disconnecting a speaker. She's now going back to listener. But Pusha is spot on. This was the tone that I was trying to highlight when we were saying that the ANC government has been accused of being uh, captured by the Bukame regime. As we know, it's ZANU-PF. It hasn't changed. It's still ZANU-PF. Nangakwa is still one of those uh, veterans from the ZANU-PF who are continuing with their terror of uh, being kleptocratic in their own country. So definitely, yes, we are captured by Zimbabweans. That is a fact, which is something, as Pusha uh, uh, was saying, that it's something that the presidency of our sovereignty, uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa, needs to answer to. And to remind ourselves of the issue that Pusha said regarding Paul Nkagami. Paul Nkagami, since 1994, has been looking for his uh, 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 traitors who came as illegal foreigners here. We remember one of those pastors, I think at the time, whether it was Sky News or CNN or BBC, they did cover that one of those pastors who burned one of his uh, 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 tribes during the genocide, the Houthi and Houthi genocide, was hiding in South Africa and he was exposed. And recently, not long ago, one of his opposition party members was found to be 
roaming around being rogue here in, 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 in South Africa and he issued a public statement. It's on the 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 the, the, the media platforms. I think IOL was one of the media houses that published a statement to say Paul Kagame was asking Nalendo Pando to say, what is this opposition party doing here? Because Paul Kagame doesn't want this thing of rogue opposition parties or his own politi politicians going to other countries to infiltrate and try to capture other people's countries. So it's definitely something that the, the president needs to account in South Africa. And we know we don't have a defense. We don't have a defense minister here. We had someone who had no credentials, no intelligence, no military training, or let alone the criminal investigation accreditation from the South African police who to head the, 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 the intelligence and the defense of our country. No, Lindy Wesisul was one of them. Now it's Tandi Mudise. We don't have such people who could have addressed to uh, ask the president, why are we having foreign nationals coming here as rogue agents to establish what the ZANU-PF is doing to establish a second branch of its political party here in South Africa. So it's definitely something that we need to raise a, 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 a patriots a, a, a going forward with the State of the Nation address. Um, Bongs, uh, we have to have Save SA, More Africa, TDC uh, and Itumona in that order to, 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 to take the mic. Yes, most definitely, I was about to say. Yeah, thank you very much in that order. Evening, Copatros. Uh, compliments, compliments for the new year. I hope I'm audible. Mm. Yeah, loud and clear. Okay, thank you. Uh, I've got so many points today, and uh, my devotee, my, my devotee explained a lot of things, and I fully agree with him. 2022 is not a year of holding spaces to discuss what we already know. Our problems, everybody in this, uh, uh, who is aligned to put South African first. And they know our problems. They know our challenges. We need solutions. We need to discuss the way forward. And we need actions, not just talk, but implement solutions. Uh, this is getting out of hand, guys. We can't be having asylum seekers who are running away from ZANU-PF. And then we offer them asylum seekers, uh, asylum. And then we have the same branch of the, uh, the political party they are running from to come and have a branch in South Africa. I think it's about time we go to the ANC, we go to Little House, because we've been to the uh, Nigerian embassy, we've been to the Department of Labor, we've been to Home Affairs, we've been to the union building, and none of them have given us a response. I think the last response that was made, it was uh, the, the last match to union building which uh, the feedback was uh, they, they, they forwarded the, the, the issue to the Minister of Home Affairs and then Labour, and then they will be dealing with that. But we need to take things seriously. Uh, our Ubuntu guys is killing us. And then the things that you are saying about women who are, who are, who are being vulnerable and then being exploited by these foreigners, yes, I fully agree with you. I fully agree with you. 
that yes, bonds, they are being exploited. They are allowing those foreigners to use them to get papers in South Africa. But what can we expect from these women if they are unemployed? We must acknowledge that in South Africa, yes, we've got absent fathers. We've got so many single parents in South Africa. And then those women, most, some of them, they are trying to find their for their families because they don't have jobs. But if we claim the labor market, if we claim it and then we reserve it to, 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 for, for, for citizens, then we are giving South Africans hope. I think it's about time we go to Lutuli House. We don't uh, negotiate with them. We give them a mandate. They are the governing party, and then they are earning money to save us. They are earning our taxes to save us. So they are manifestos from 1994. They failed to implement even a single one of them. And then our constitution is being abused. It's been, we are being humiliated as a nation without the rule of law. We cannot proudly say we are South Africans. Our nationality is being abused by Africans, all in the name of Ubuntu, all in the name of we've got the same uh, color of skin. Yes, I am bored of that thing. It annoys me. You cannot abuse me. You can the same way that ANC is abusing us. The foreigners are doing the same thing. And then if we allow ZANU PF. You are going to allow Nigerians. We are going to allow as Mozambicans, Swatis. We are going to allow everybody to come in South Africa. How big is South Africa so that it can accommodate the all the all the all Africans? It's not that big. Our people are dying. Our people are suffering. You know, it's funny. Now I'm in Bobo. Okay, I'm in Mkado to be specific. Even the prostitution. So they've taken everything. Okay, yes, prostitution is not a decent job. It's not a job, actually. We don't want our women to end up on the street selling their bodies just to put food on the table. But it's like these people, they're here to take over each and everything. Yes, we need to stand up as South Africans. We need to be patriotic and we need to start where we are staying. If we can gather... We give a mandate to ANC to say that we are giving you a certain period. Please implement our constitution. Implement our immigration laws. Please implement our, uh, our, our labor laws. Those ministers who are in cabinet, they are your deployees. You deploy them there. So we need them to do the mandate they are sent to do. We need them to implement our laws. If we allow ANC to walk over our constitution, then we'll be left with nothing. Then foreigners are going to rule over us. So we should give ANC a mandate and then a certain period to say that we are giving you this kind of period to do this kind of things. We need our labor market to go back to the citizens of this country. We need our people to go to, to, to work. As, as, as we can see, since COVID-19, so many people have been retrenched. And guess what? Many companies have retrained South Africans and replaced them with uh, foreigners. The Department of Labor, they only know that a certain company retrains for, uh, this number of people. They don't even know that those positions that they retrench people, they were filled by foreigners because foreigners are nowhere and they are not even on the system. They, the department doesn't even know that those people are working because most of them, they are being paid cash. 
So if you allow such thing, 10 years, we are allowing our people, we are allowing our women to be exploited by foreigners just to put food on the table. I think it's about time South African men stand up and fight for this country. It's about time. It's about time. And then what what? This is not the time. Your kids need you. What what legacy are we gonna leave our kids with? Because if we are unable to fight now, can our kids battle wish a foreigner? Like, really, can we see outside South Africa or what kind of life they are living? Our neighbors, Bogana, Bobo, Nigeria, their, their culture and then their social life, what kind of life they are living? You want those uh, uh, cultures to be to come and be implemented here? Last, last, I think last week, I saw a video of some rituals being uh, done in South Africa. They are sacrificing people. Do you want those people to come here and feel free to sacrifice our kids? Because certainly they won't sacrifice their own. They are going to sacrifice our own kids. Guys, some of you, uh, many of uh, many of us might be earning an income. Many might be working. You might feel like, okay, your job is secured. For now, yes. But what about your neighbor? What about the next person, the next South African? Some of them, they can't even fight for themselves. But when now you've got data, your data you can only use it to watch porn. Your data you can only use it to, to compliment Banyana Botovele Marao Kara or Ubula Tia Twitter. Kema Raufel, Banyana Mamasaka Babon Chama Raufel. That's the only way they know how to earn income. Who wants Chama Rao? What kind of generation are we, are we teaching? Are we leaving behind? Are we creating? I think such, such ANC. As a, a governing party, they need they need to know that we are serious. If they don't submit to our mandate, then after that period that they have not done anything, then we, we must put out a mandate to all citizens. Then the people will govern this country. We are giving them an ultimatum to implement our immigration laws, to implement our labor laws. And then we must build our borders. We can't be the only country in South Africa without borders, in Africa without borders. It doesn't make sense. All African countries, they've got borders. But South Africa doesn't have borders. We are willing to contribute money to build a wall, to protect our children, to protect our parents. If the, gov the NC government doesn't have money to build the wall, we are willing to. They must know that we can govern this country. We can do anything. We can implement the constitution, every, each and every law. We can make sure that it's adhered to. So we must tell them that if they don't, within a certain period, then we are putting a mandate to the people to say that, guys, the power is in your hands. Please implement our immigration laws. Chase out those foreigners that are illegal. We are not saying killing them. We are not saying hate them. We are saying chase them out. Our prisons, they are, they are overpopulated with, with foreigners. Do you know how much prisons are costing South African budget? Do you know how much the correctional service is taking as it's being, is, uh, the budget allocated to the, the correctional service? It's a lot. But just now, just now, this year, even today, 
in Northwest. There's a school that was destroyed. Those kids are being forced to go and study in the next village away from their parents. But we've got budget to cater for foreigners in our prisons. We cannot allow such things. ANC must be accountable. Yes, we've given them power since 1994. Then it's time to show them that if they can't implement our laws, then we are ready to take that power by force from their hands and we'll govern this country. As patriotic, we'll govern this country. They are using our tax money to enrich themselves. They don't have the budget to cater for our own people, but they've got the budget to hire, to, to, to hire security agencies to protect themselves. This thing Ramaphosa, what that is doing, he's got power to uh, allocate a, a SNDF to come and protect him. Go, 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 go. He knows that we are no longer safe. What about the rest of us? Should we also ask the SNDF to come and protect me in my home? Because we've got don't have borders. We are not safe. We've got terrorist groups in South Africa, a lot of them. Some of them we can even name them. We've got a lot. We know that ANC and some political parties, they are benefiting from those foreigners. But if we as South Africans, patriotic South Africans, if we can unite, I am telling you guys, we can fight this. We can destroy this. And the minute we start to act to show ANC that we can govern this country, I am telling you, they are going to come to the party because they are so obsessed with power. They don't want to lose that income. They know that if we decide to remove them, if we, fall, we are forced to remove them, then they are all going to jail and they are going to be poor. So, guys, this is the year, 2022. Let's just stop with discussing how Zimbabweans are crossing the border, uh, whatever. We need to close the, the we need to close our country. We need to implement all those things that we've been talking. Now I joined Put South African First 2020 in April. And since then, yes, there's been some yeah, action. Maybe, maybe. I just have to cut it now so we can allow others on the panel uh, to, to 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 have their say. We put a, a 10 minute uh, threshold. Okay, let me just finish off. Uh, guys, uh, now I just what I wanted to say. Let's implement all those plans that we've been discussing 2020, 2021. 2022 is the year to show ANC that we really mean business. We've been to union building. They're not taking us seriously. It's time we go to Lutuli House. Please, guys. Let's, if they can govern, then we are allowed to govern. The people just govern. The constitution is on our side. The law is on our side. It is not against the law for you as a citizen of this country to say, I don't want foreigners, in illegal foreigners in my community. It's within your rights. So, Mangalani, please, I am begging you guys. I am begging you. Let's implement those plans that we've been discussing all along. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. Yeah. Elmo, before yeah. you go on, I just want to make a kind disclaimer to say that <laughs> we are in esteemed guest with the controversial... Shitando, who has been trending all along, he's on this space, he's listening. I wonder what is he, what his thoughts are, but you must just know, won't stop. All guns blazing, 
for uh, hey, ZANU PF no, offices to be removed in South Africa. Bongs, 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 can you hear yes. me? Yes, sir. Bongs, can you hear me? Yes. Bongs, can I can you hear, hear you loud and clear. Bongs, can you hear me? Yes, I can I'm, hear you. I'm saying, I'm saying, let's not waste our time with. Yeah, let's not waste our time with that Zimbabwean fella. He's the he's the reason why we have these problems. He, he, we need to do us the favor, Chitandro, Simba, and and he. Okay, noted. Uh, who was next? Africa was next. Africa, the floor is yours. Oh, can you hear me? Evening, Lawrence guys. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, yo. Since last year. Yeah, Magalana said a mouthful, actually, when he was starting. So I'm not going to waste a lot of time repeating the same things that he said. But I had some questions, and then I wanted, like, what I usually ask myself is, what went wrong, guys? What happened? Remember, we are the first line after the youth of 1976. What is the difference between South Africans now and South Africans then? What happened? For me, it seems as if, you know, Bongs and Mangalani, for me, you, you, you were both correct. You're both correct. And it's time when South Africans, both men and women, sit down and decide and take responsibility and say, you know what? Here, we messed up. Here, we messed up. I can agree with Mangalani. I'm always here on Twitter saying put South Africans first. I even went to Pretoria when we went to uh, union buildings and everything. Most people who are taking put South African first people are South African men. That's one thing you need to recognize, we need to, we need to look at. And South African men, just yesterday, I was attacked by another guy. By the way he was talking, I can tell that this one is from Sushamwiza, from Pretoria. And he made some, some remarks, he said, yeah. And then I was asking myself, is this guy hearing himself? This is not a game. We are not playing here. This is a serious issue. So I wanted us guys to like look at the look at the mirror and then ask ourselves, what are we actually fighting for? And what are we willing to sacrifice to get there? Because either way, we are not the same. People react, we don't react the same. Remember when a person is hungry, you can't reason with, an, with a hungry, hungry person. And another thing, I had an experience, I think it was in 2007, a year after my metric. You know, foreigners, they know to get into South Africa, we're going to use South African women. I, I registered to a, a college. I remember it was in 2007. And it was actually a fly by night. Luckily, I noticed on the first day, you know who recruited us? South African women. 
not a foreign or anything. It was a South African woman until I went to, to class and then I started noticing all the teachers there, they were foreigners. Immediately on lunch, I went to the internet cafe. I checked their licenses. I've, I noticed that these guys are not actually registered. I went back and told all the other students that this thing is a fly by night and we left. So these are the things that we need to teach uh, the kids that are coming behind us. These guys are destroying South African men. If you look at who's taking drugs, it's South African boys. Their kids are not taking drugs. It's us. We are actually slowly becoming extinct in our own country. So we need to be careful. And you know, when we're talking to this to, to, to the young ones, don't just talk to them, show them. Each and every weekend we say, yeah, put South African first, put South African first. But what are you showing them? What are you teaching them? Instead of going to conquer and everything, take them under your wing, show them how things are done. That's how things are done. I have my little brother. I remember I've been like telling him and showing him after we went to that match, and then I made him listen to Gwena's interview. You know what he said to me when he had that interview? When that lady was interviewing Gwena, she said xenophobic. He simply said hey, xenophobic because these people live among us. They eat our food, they use our resources and everything. So which xenophobic is she talking about? So guys, don't be... Don't be silenced by people using xenophobic, self-hate and stuff like that. They're trying to silence us from, you know, the government, the ANC and everybody. Those guys work for us. We pay them. They get mandates from us. So we are the priority. Whatever we say must go. And we're not going to ask them to put us first. We're actually not asking them. We are demanding to be put first in our own. Can you hear me? And another thing I noticed now, we have new members. Uh, guys, welcome. The more the merrier. And to the guys that were here before, well, keep pushing. And another thing, another last part. I noticed today when I was checking the news, Sister Zigalala was saying something about two South Africans first day, saying that we're going to get to other two companies, check if they're hiring South Africans and everything like that. So uh, actually, we need to be careful. These guys, they know that now put South Africa is a one-way ticket to getting involved. So they're all going to adopt it. We need to be careful who you follow, who you support. You can't be caught up in the RET and what, what uh, gangs and stuff. That's ANC. No matter how you look at it, they are all ANC. It's therefore that we are sitting here today. We have put South Africa, South African first today here in South Africa. It's their fault. There's no better ANC, there's no bad ANC, it's just ANC. They're not fighting for us. They're fighting to have their hands on the cookie jar to steal from us. We can't have youth in South Africa fighting over old people who's going to rule uh, young people in South Africa. Those people are old, they shouldn't be there in the first place. We need to be discussing among ourselves, we are the youth. By the age you get to 35 in South Africa and you haven't worked, you are done. But they are sitting there at the top at retirement age. And we are busy here being unemployed, being exploited, being replaced with foreigners, and we're still fighting for the same people. I mean, guys, that's disgusting. We can't be arguing on Twitter, arguing to, to, to say, yeah, we need this one on to lead us, we need this one to lead us. That's nonsense. We need to be talking about ourselves as the youth. We know our plights in South Africa. We need youth to lead youth. 
Those people, they should be sitting at home looking after their grandkids. We don't owe them anything. South Africans fought here in South Africa. It's the blood of South Africans that is running on this, on, on this ground. No Zimbabwean came here and died for South Africans. No Chinese came here and died for South Africans. It was South Africans in South Africa fighting for the future of South Africans. We are the investment of this country. We should be the ones who are saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Education in South Africa is high. South Africans are teaching each other. We're supporting each other's businesses. We are the investors of this country. Right now, we're being held hostage, being told whenever you speak, hey, you'll scare the investors. You'll scare the investors. Who's investing in China? Who's investing in America? Those people are investing in their own countries. We need to wake up, guys. Thank you so much, guys. And I'm so happy to see you. You're all fine and everything. And Mangalan, please stop taking all the points, man. Pella, you're making us speechless. Elmo? Uh, yeah, bongs. Um, our yeah, I'll credit to the guy, by the way, with strong points, and you can hear the passion and, you know, the burning desire in him. That, that that's that, that's the spirit that's you know the people who we want in this space you know who are all for action as well joining you know this movement also in the ground not just in the spaces so much appreciated sir. yeah elmo back to you yes um africa is said a mouthful so yeah we still need to maintain our identity as south africans we know Kodesa sold out in that we couldn't nationalize our minerals and land as South Africans. So the second capture is that which came through this illegal immigration, which we need to fight. As we're saying, we also saw that to illegal immigration agenda. So we mustn't forget uh, our history to say this is the big issue now that we need to fight. Um, Itumona, then... Uh, after it will be Speke, Msanda, and then the last speaker will be Pule. Thank you for the platform. Thank you, everyone, for your time. I just want to make uh, four brief points. Um, so with regards to Pan-Africanism, I've said it a few times in other spaces. It is not the responsibility of South Africa and South Africans to realize the dream of Pan-Africanism. The people who are pushing that agenda must push it in their own countries. They must elect leaders who are going to implement it as a matter of policy in their own countries. They must make it work in their own countries first, and then they can sell it to us as a success story. It is not our responsibility to realize Pan-Africanism in South Africa. That's point number one. Point number two, there is a lot of people who try to discourage us on social media and call us keyboard activists. There is power in social media. And I hope everyone who is in the space realizes the power of social media. It is because of the noise on social media that these political clowns are jumping on the bandwagon of Put South Africa First. So if you can't go to marches, if you're not 
participating in any other way except to tweet about these issues. You are making an impact and it matters. Okay, so do not be discouraged by people who want to distract you from the mission at hand. Okay, so if you need to make the noise about post-South Africa first, carry on. If that is all you can do, carry on. It matters. Your voice is being heard. That is why there is a shift in the way that the media is even reporting about xenophobic um, sentiment versus South Africans wanting um, and demanding of their government um, their constitutional rights to be respected and the rule of law to be respected. Okay. Thirdly, oh yeah, still on that point of social media activism, I just want to remind you guys that um, 2016, we brought down an, a, a British propaganda machine. We brought down a British company called Bell Pottinger through social media activism. Do not forget that. We, the South Africans, we, the people, we did that. We made noise. International broadcasters caught onto that story and started reporting on it. And they dug into the books of that particular establishment and we brought it down. There is no company called Bell Pottinger today. The very same company that facilitated state capture. Okay, so, um, yeah. As far as the opportunity that social media gives us in order to reach global audiences, right? The, the solution cannot be on the South African side only. Because we have media freedom, because we have the freedom to freely express our dissatisfaction about our company, use the very same voices as well to raise the voices of Zimbabweans that are in Zimbabwe fighting against the regime that is currently violating their human rights. If Zimbabwe doesn't sort itself out, there is only so much that we can do on our side of South Africa to stop the influx of illegal immigration. If their problems are not resolved, their problems will always end up being our problems and the SEDEC region in general as a whole. So I think when we, when we talk about the issues of putting South Africa first and South Africans first, we must also talk about the, the criminal enterprise that is ZANU-PF. So I also appreciate the fact that this space also includes that hashtag because it is a double-edged, it is a double-sided sword. You know, we need to stab on both sides. We need to speak um, with conviction against the ZANU-PF. We have to make noise about the things that ZANU-PF is doing. We need the international media agencies. We need international governments to be made aware of the things that are happening in Zimbabwe. It needs to be forced. A regime change in that country needs to be forced if it's not going to happen organically. Okay. Um, and then I'd just like to invite everyone who is here to, I don't know if any of you follow Songa Zozibi. On Sundays, he has um, spaces called Sunday Conversations. And there he details the mean the ways in which we can use 
the systems and processes of this country and in government of how we can force change from within, outside of protest. We protest, we make a lot of noise, but many of us have very little understanding of how things work. So in those spaces, we learn how things work so that we can better um, we can better engage the issues in order to force a change. So, for example, one of the things um, that, will, that will be done um, by some of the civil organizations is going into high schools. In 2024, that's in two years' time, we need to be talking to 16-year-olds now about voting. We need to educate them about the importance of their vote. We need to make them realize just how much power lies in their active participation um, in democracy. So it is also our fault that there is youth apathy, you know, because we have taken for granted and we assume that everyone is informed about the importance of the vote. The ANC stays in power because of the old people that continue to vote. If the youth turned up the way that they did in, was it Tanzania? They overthrew a dictator. The youth did that, you know? Those are some of the things that we as well, um, as private groups, as, as civil organizations, we can do. It's not a big thing, but it has a huge impact if you're already educating the youth about the power of the vote. And then just lastly, with regards to ZANU-PF having branches in South Africa, and we have people trying to lecture us about our own country, right? Um, context is very important. They cannot come and tell us that ANC had branches in places like Lusaka during apartheid. The ANC was in exile during that time. Who is ZANU-PF in exile from? Who are they in exile from? There's absolutely no strategic or political reasons for ZANU-PF to have branches in any other country except Zimbabwe because they are the ruling party in Zimbabwe. The only possible reason they could have branches and it's curious that the branch is only in South Africa. Um, you know, so one has to wonder what the actual agenda is. In order to bring down a government, you have to bring it down from within. And that is exactly the agenda. So those are just the points that I wanted to bring across. I just wanted to encourage everyone to keep active, keep the, the, the hashtag trending. Make the noise that you're making on social media. Do not be discouraged by people who call you um, keyboard activists. It's activism. It works. We brought down Bell Pottinger. Um, what is that American director who used to abuse women? Harvey Weinstein, I think it is, was brought down by the Me Too movement. That happened on social media. We have power in these platforms. So let us continue to make the noise. Let's continue to use it. Let us not, let us not use it to abuse people or encourage or incite violence. Let us use it effectively for it to work for us.
Thank you. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you, E2. Much appreciated for your input. Uh, guys, we've been informed that the space will close in 10 o'clock. So we need to just, you know, keep it brief and, and short, you know, the next uh, speakers. So I see we have Spegetu to begin Tombela who has to speak. Uh, we have Umsanda. I think you haven't spoken yet. Sir. We have also uh, Makosa Reloaded. And then lastly, we'll have uh, Lise. In that order, please, guys, we need you to have your input, you know, to be given a chance. But you need to make it uh, brief and sweet. Thank you very much. Um, yes, go, good evening. Good evening, everyone. Um, my name is Begin Dumbela, and I'm an independent filmmaker here in Johannesburg. Um, I've done quite a few films in the past. Um, uh, we, we, we tried, me and my team, to do a documentary on, on the same subject, and uh, we got funding uh, for, for the development stages of the film. And then once we had... Uh, presented the scripts to one of the funding agencies here. Uh, when I won't mention them. Uh, our film was found to be too xenophobic. Uh, but we, had, we have then since sourced our own funding. So basically, to, in short, I think I've inboxed you, Bongani, Bongs. Uh, I think your, your inboxes are closed. I've inboxed Mangalani. I've inboxed uh, OCE2 and the other gentlemen, African Renaissance, I think. So basically, I just need you guys to respond to um, to my inbox. I'm basically asking you for um, for your emails in case you want to be part of this documentary. I think your views would be highly, highly appreciated. And if there's anybody on the group who wants to uh, be involved as, as well,